Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 18th episode of the Coffin Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Richie. I, that for, time I did the. I uh, that time I did it on purpose. I thought you froze for a second, actually, because <laughs> you 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 didn't move either. I was like, hey, that's good acting." He's like a statue. Just, <laughs> What's up, buddy? Welcome well, to the 18th or 17th, if you uh, look at the title of our Twitch. <laughs> little just a say little, little accident there, but yes, <laughs> 18th oh. episode. I can't believe we've been doing this eight for, for 18 weeks or, uh, you know, I missed a couple in there. You missed one, but yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been fun. The season's winding down that playoff push atmosphere going on. Exciting we're, stuff. We're now at the point where we can recap old beginning of the season takes yes oh god i do not want to <laughs> dude i was looking through some of the top fives we had at the beginning of the season and uh they're they're good it's good time. i'll say this though the fact that we are in mid-december and both the lions and commanders are both alive for the playoffs that feels good it's unnatural but it feels good it is, and the Cardinals and the Rams and all these other teams are not. So we're, not we're not talking about the Cardinals. That's this. Uh, I blame HBO. Oh, we're <laughs> going to talk about the Cardinals. <laughs> I but guess. But for now, let's talk about our top five, which this week we're going to do something I'm calling the top five revisited, where we're going all the way back to week three, so episode four, to talk about the players that we drafted in fantasy are top five players that we drafted in fantasy that weren't really on our radar and see if they've done anything for us. So, yeah. Uh, why don't you go ahead and start? Cause you actually have two people on this list that worked out pretty well. And mine's just one giant dumpster <laughs> fire. Yeah. So I picked Christian McCaffrey, despite the fact he was a injured mess for years. Um, but yeah, I picked Christian McCaffrey, hoping that he would have a good year. He was okay on the Panthers, and then once he got traded to the 49ers, he just is gone, skyrocketed in value. And he's now that I'm in the playoffs, having him on my team, I feel pretty good about that. Christian McCaffrey, Carolina slash San Francisco, <laughs> didn't see that coming. Uh, definitely a good one. Yeah, uh, I remember going into draft season. Of course, the concern was his health. And I was also concerned just about Carolina as a whole. But when he got moved to San Francisco, what what a lucky move for him. Because that, that team has so many weapons. He's able to run free. And he stayed healthy for the first time in the last couple of years. So, he, yeah, he's had a hell, of a hell of a season. So, that was a good call. You took the chance and it paid off for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad about that one. Uh, my first what do you got one, for your first? Uh, is somebody who I don't even know how long this guy lasted on my my rosters. Mike Gesicki from Miami. I mean, oh, tight end is is ridiculous this season. So I've got a few on this list. Um, but yeah, you know, I took him thinking that Miami's offense was going to score some points, and they they did, and they have. And it has not been him at all. In fact, I'm kind of curious. I want to go look at his stats. I should have done that before the podcast. But, uh, yeah. He... I, say I was about to bring up the fantasy uh, rankings and see where he listed. No, I'm sure he is very, very low. Uh, let's see here. 
He hasn't scored a touchdown since October 30th. He hasn't even caught a ball in the last three games. Is he hurt? I didn't pay attention. <laughs> well, if he's not on your team, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but it's just emblematic of, of how bad my seasons have gone in, in multiple leagues. Like, I, I drafted some terrible picks. Uh, you know, you, you took this from our... Our earlier one, but I could I could give you a top five of just poor decisions I made. Maybe we'll do that next week. <laughs> <laughs> Position rank at tight end of all places, twenty six for Mike Jacek. Yeah, that's that's pretty terrible. That's bad for tight ends. Considering like, real bad, how... especially for one on a good team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they've scored points, but it just it's all been Hill and and um, Waddle. So yeah, Waddle. Bad stuff. Bad yep. stuff. Who you got at four? All right, so at four, I have Chase Claypool, which I consider I consider not great, actually. Oh, he I, is yeah, the I one first. So. He's the first person I I uh, I look to take out of my lineup, and to be honest, I completely forgot he's now on the Bears, which has not <laughs> helped him at all. He isn't anything. So. The first part of the season, nothing. The second part of the season, nothing. Chase Claypool, I mean, he's he's ranked 49th, which isn't terrible for a wide receiver, but it's still not great either. So I consider that one a bust for me. Considering that he has not scored a touchdown this season, uh, well, he scored one in Pittsburgh, didn't hasn't scored a touchdown in Chicago. But, yeah, he, he's that's been a terrible year for him. His best games were the four games before he got traded. With 10 points, 23 points, 10 points, and 14 points. And then every other game since then is under eight. And every game before that was under eight. So just not good. So you you had one player that got traded to a new team and thrived, and then another player got traded and just bottomed out. So you're all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, my number four is another tight end, Irv Smith Jr., who, if I remember correctly, was was not doing too bad before he got hurt. But the Vikings also traded for, um, the hell's his name? The Hawk, TJ Hawkinson. So that kind of destroyed Irv Smith's chances of doing anything. Uh, but just another, you know, with tight end, I took some swings because I, I didn't take Kelsey or Andrews or any early guys in a couple leagues, so I, I took a swing on guys like Kaseki and Irv Smith and, and swung out on every single one of them. Irv Smith, let's see here. He is... Where is he? He's going to be pretty low. Let's he see hasn't if he's worse than Gusecki. He's got to be worse than Gusecki. He hasn't played since October 30th. Who would have known that searching Smith would not even bring him up on the first page? It's almost like it's a common last name or something. (laughs) Almost like there's a lot of people names. Irv Smith Jr. IR ranked 37. So let's be honest. He's only 11 ranks behind Gusecki. How many points is he behind Gusecki? That's my question. Because for having... Well, let's see. He had 51.8 and uh, Gusecki has... 74. Oh, okay. So only so, about 20. That's about, you know, for the amount of games that Gusecki's played extra, it's like seven points a game. So, eh. But, yeah, Irv Smith, just another another lottery ticket. I, I scratched a tight end that didn't pay out. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, I got one that's not even on any of my teams anymore right here. So I guess kind of like uh, a lot of yours. Yes. Uh, that would be Melvin Gordon the third, who decided to play future after a loss in front of uh, Russell Wilson, whose wife's ex uh, whatever is future. So then he gets dropped by the Broncos. Perfect. So Melvin Gordon, now not even on a team, and a massive bust. I think he's on the Chiefs. Uh, is he? Because he still lists as a free agent on, or he was listed as a free agent a couple days ago in fantasy. Is he? I thought the Chiefs picked him up. Let me see. Uh, yeah, no, he's not on a team. Yeah. Oh, he's Imagine on the Chiefs playing... practice squad. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Imagine being so petty you play rap to piss off your quarterback and then he has them fire you and now you can't find a job. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's the Broncos had a terrible year, so Melvin Gordon wanted to take out his frustration and cost him his job and probably his career. I don't see another a team signing him next year. But No, that guy's busted yeah. at this point. Uh, so the only reason he was starting is because he was in a place where they didn't have a good running back. Javante Williams. Okay, they didn't have a non-injured good running back. Well, they, and they split carries to start the year because Nathaniel Hackett's an idiot, and then Williams went down, and uh, just that was another. I took Javante Williams in like six leagues, and when he got hurt, I basically just killed me. But he's not on my yeah. list. My number three is my last tight end, uh, Kyle Pitts who was the one tight end I took, and I think I took him in like the third or fourth round, who I thought was going to do well for me. And even before he got hurt, he did nothing, which was just the... I don't Mike know, Mike Gusecki has four less points than that. Yeah. It, it was... <laughs> He's the tw- what he a, literally the 25th ranked tight end to Gusecki. What a point. disappointment Kyle Pitts was. And it wasn't just him. It was the... He wasn't getting thrown the ball. Atlanta's offense, despite the fact that you know their record's not terrible, their offense hasn't been anything to write home about. And Kyle Pitch, for as talented as he is, just wasn't being spotlighted. And yeah, it killed me. You draft a guy that high, and he is the 25th tight end, you're not going to win yeah. very much. <laughs> Especially a guy that I was thinking about using a keeper on. Uh, beginning of this year in one of my leagues because of how good he was his rookie season. What round would you? I'm have so given glad. It well, he would have been a a fourth round keeper, I think. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been pretty terrible. And I round up keeping Leonard Fournette instead. As a it tenth was okay. round. It was a tenth round. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But yeah, Kyle Pitts. What a dis- what a just a disappointment. Uh, awesome pick right here, Tony Pollard. Running back for Dallas. Yeah. All the so I think that the I think that even at this point the Ezekiel Elliott downfall uh, storyline isn't happening. He's still playing really well, but somehow Dallas is managing to have two ridiculously good halfbacks. And Tony, Tony Pollard is doing exactly what I thought he was going to do, only with Elliott doing well. So thankfully. Despite the fact Elliott did well, Tony Pollard still managed to uh, break out this year and will can only continue to be good 
in Dallas, depending on if Elliott stays or they trade Pollard. Wherever he goes, he's going to be good, probably. I feel like Elliott's probably going to be released after this year. Um, if I remember correctly, yeah. they can save money by cutting him. So I don't see him sticking around, especially with Pollard playing that well. But you're right. Zeke is still playing pretty well himself. They, they just have two running backs playing at a high level. Um, so, you know, good good for good for Dallas. But, uh, yeah, that was a good pick. Pollard's the seventh. Pollard's the seventh-ranked halfback, and Elliott is the – let's find out. That's overall for the season? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Elliott's the 23rd-ranked halfback. So. Nice. No. Yeah, Elliott's a uh, – Awesome pick. If they cut him as a post June first cut, they can save. Uh, well, they don't save anything actually, but it's literally zero. It won't cost them anything, so maybe he does stick no. around. We'll see. But yeah, good good call on Pollard. He's he panned out very well for you. Uh, my number two was something I promised myself I wasn't going to do, which was draft somebody from my favorite teams because. My philosophy is anytime I draft someone from one of my favorite teams, if they underperform, it hurts me twice. It hurts me in real life, and it hurts me in fantasy football. And yet I ended up taking Darnell Mooney in two leagues, I think, because he just kept sitting there, and I figured, why the hell not? And yeah, he hasn't done a damn thing. Even even when Justin Fields was, was tearing it up and, and scoring a lot of points over... You know, that stretch of four or five games, it, Mooney wasn't getting any of it. And then he got hurt and was out for the rest of the year. Just a, just a complete bust as a draft pick. But I made a mental note. And I actually put a note in my phone for, for 2023 drafts not to take any commanders or cardinals or bears. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Darnell Mooney. Ouch. Um... My number one was someone I was actually really excited about getting on a team that had traded for Russell Wilson on a team with a new coach that was supposedly good um, with a breakout the year before, and that is Albert O. I'm not going to try to say his last name. (laughs) Albert O. from the Broncos at tight end as a late-round pick, thinking I was clever. And that guy has been worse than probably every one of your tight ends you listed. Yeah, I would agree. How do you even spell his name to look it up? O-K-W. All right, that should only bring up one name. Brick says nope, Al- it'll bring Alberto. Up the- it's, it's Albert Space O. It's, because his last name is... His like last name is... Owagbanam. I'm going to type it out in the chat for you to see why I'm not going to try to say it. There you go. Albert O had 12 fantasy points so far this season. 12. That's not. He he missed six games, six through 13, week six through 13. But in the seven games or six games he's played, he has, you know, 12 points. So averaging two points a game. Yeah, that's that's just outstanding stuff. That is pretty bad. Dolchich has stolen everything from him, this man. <laughs> I like he drafted two Broncos on this list. I didn't even notice you had two Broncos on this list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That team didn't, yeah. that entire team didn't pan out. I had, 
preseason, I had massively high hopes for the Broncos, and that was just the worst egg. No, worst basket to put my eggs in. The worst egg to put my baskets in. Don't put any more baskets in that egg. <laughs> the bat it's that egg is full of baskets. Well, my number one is someone that I didn't draft very high, so it didn't hurt as much. But I did take him. I want to say as my fifth or sixth receiver in almost every league, which was Kenny Galladay. There was all the hype about Brian DeBall in for the Giants and Daniel Jones playing better, and I thought Galladay might be able to bounce back after last season. I I loved him in Detroit. And for some reason in New York, he either just can't stay healthy or can't get on the field. He just can't do anything. I don't even remember the last time I saw him catch a pass. So, yeah, that, that didn't pan out, but... Uh, Wasn't he a healthy scratch a couple weeks ago? He probably has been. I, I don't know what the heck's going on with him. Which is a shame, because, yeah, in Detroit, I, that dude was awesome. So... Let's see, Galladay... Check his stats from this season. season. He has 9.1 points this season. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty bad. Let's see here. He He's missed six games. He has four catches. He had two mm-hmm. in week one, two in week 11 against Detroit. That's funny. And, yeah, has, hasn't played since uh, week 11. So, yeah, that's – man. And he only got 37 <laughs> passes last season for the Giants. He hasn't caught a touchdown for the Giants. Like, they paid him all that money. The guy has no touchdowns in two seasons. That's People like Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins are getting more targets and catches than him. Yep. Yeah, so okay. that, that, was a, that was a bust. Um, but didn't hurt me nearly as much as the Kyle Pitts pick. That was act- my biggest my biggest bust. I know this isn't part of the top five. Najee Harris took him in the first no, round in yeah. two leagues, and that guy has has just been an utter disappointment. But, <laughs> yeah, we'll I have to the stats from last year, and I'm like Najee. There's a good that would be a good one to have. <laughs> yeah, he was he was supposed to be, but you know we'll we'll have to do this again. You know, for the next couple of weeks, we'll look at some of our other top five, some early in the season and the preseason, and see how. How right or wrong we've been going into a season with just Stafford and Trey Lance as my quarterbacks. That, that would be <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's dive into our week 14 review. I'm going to start off with the Vikings Lions game. Great win for Detroit against a divisional opponent, a 10 and two division leading divisional opponent. Lions make a statement. Uh, what did I say last week? Yeah, they were going to win. That I guaranteed they were going to yeah. win. Got it. And I, for me, look at and I and I and I know Jared Goff is not the future at the position. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask you your opinion on that. I think we're aware. But I will say that <laughs> the last seven games he has one interception, and he is playing at a level that I never really thought he could get to. Like, and it's not just that he's get to averaging or get back to. I guess get back to in Detroit at least. Like it, he's not managing yeah. the game. Like he's actually going out there and winning the games, and that's that's really impressive. So I, I got to give him props for that. I, I know they still need to draft a quarterback with with the Rams pick next season because they'd be stupid not to. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. good on Goff for for playing that well. And for the Vikings, you know, we're we're in the final couple of weeks of the season. And they losing the Lions and and unable to clinch the division and. 
I mean, obviously they're still going to be able to. I don't see them losing out. But nah, it's got to be concerning for Vikings fans to see them kind of stumbling, uh, stumbling into the playoffs. Yeah, if they can manage it, man, that's gonna. This will be a a season I never forget because it's just absolutely insane for them to have been one and six and now be six and seven looking at the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Lions are. I think right now they're the nine seed. And if they yep. win on Sunday, they'll be tied with the Seahawks for the eight seed. Um, so yeah, they're they're right in there. And they have the tiebreaker over the Giants and the Commanders. So they do. Yep. There's they're a good in chance. A good spot with the Seahawks also kind of stumbling. I mean, we saw that last night too, and they lost to Carolina on Sunday. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there is a possibility the Lions get that seven seed. So that would be pretty exciting. Uh, well, let's jump ahead to that Panthers-Seahawks game since so I just mentioned it. So the Panthers get the win over Seattle. I didn't see that coming. Um, they did it with the run game. Hubbard and Foreman and even Sam Darnold ran some. Uh, he played all right, and I think that was his first start since coming back from injury, if I'm not mistaken. He didn't blow anything away, but he played okay. And for the Seahawks, between that game and losing last night, I mean, that that's Seattle's really starting to... to slip up in the playoff race. I mean, they, for a while, were the hot story in the NFL with Geno Smith, and now with two straight losses. Um, a little concerning for them. And I believe their next game comes against the Rams uh, with Baker Mayfield. We'll see how he does Sunday. But, I mean, if they lose that game, too, they, they may straight up fall out of the playoff contention. Yeah, the the it's absolutely insane to me that somehow after trading – Robbie Anderson and CMC. Every time there's a game where I'm like, there's no chance they win this one, then they go out and win it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why I doubt the Panthers at this point. They are just finding ways to win games that they should not. Yeah, that was a that was for a no reason play. either. Like, they're just ruining their draft picks. But I mean, I they probably don't care. Well, they're like, let's just Steve Wilkes play spoiler coaching for you know to try to be the. The permanent coach, so he's he's fighting for his job, and the players are all fighting for their jobs, so they're all motivated. Um, yeah, good on them. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Jets, Bills, Bills get the win against Mike White. Didn't really dominate, but the weather was an issue. Um, I, I mentioned this to you, and I don't know if anybody listening saw the the highlight. Mike White got absolutely speared. On one of his sacks, and that's where his rib injury came in. I believe he is playing Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. Um, He's not. He's out. He is out. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yes. Zach Wilson back to start for them. So we'll see how that goes against the Lions. (laughs) Uh, For Buffalo, I mean, they're still the best team in the AFC. Right now, them and Kansas City are, are the number one and number two seed. Do you think it's going to end up being those two in the championship, or do you think a team like the Bengals can um, upset one of them in the playoffs? I, I just I'm not getting as as impressed by Buffalo or Kansas City. They're not really dominating or running away with games. Buffalo was early in the season, but they haven't in a while. I feel like it'll be like last season where. Um... 
one of the better teams at the top will be in the championship and one of the like either a wild card or low division winner will end up being playing them so i could see the dolphins end up playing them i could see the Bengals end up playing it. i could see the chargers somehow deciding that now is the time we're actually going to play and make a run so if everybody can get on the field at the same time for the chargers i could see that happening yeah exactly um, yeah, you know, I was thinking about that. I, I don't think one of them, most li- and most likely Buffalo. Um, but, yeah, I just, I'm not getting as impressed with, you know, it's not like in the NFC where it's like, well, Philly is clearly the best team in the NFC. Buffalo, Kansas City, they don't really show me that they're that much better than, like, Cincinnati or Miami on a good day, which they did not have last week, uh, which we'll talk well, about. Well, who the Bengals later. beat this week? Someone good. Uh, they beat the Browns, so, man. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of the week before then. Yeah. Uh, they beat the, I think the Chiefs was, they beat the Chiefs the week before. So yeah, yeah they beat the Chiefs the week Bengals are, are playing well. Um, they, they look primed to make another playoff run. In fact, that's the next game we're going to talk about, Bengals, Browns. I see the Bengals making another playoff run if everybody stays healthy. You know, they've got Chase back, Mixon's back, so um, we can see. And then for the Browns, Deshaun Watson did play better than he did against Houston in his first game. So he's probably just shaking off the, the rust from being away for two years. This week, uh, I forget who they get. Let me scroll down and look real quick. I scrolled past it. They get the Ravens with Tyler Huntley at quarterback. So I, uh, not to give away my pick now, but I think the Browns are going to get a win there. I think Deshaun Watson will get his, his first win since coming back. But, uh, yeah. The uh, Cowboys Texans. It was a surprising, surprisingly close game. In fact, if the Texans had kicked a field goal in the fourth quarter instead of going for it at the Dallas one yard line, they might have hung on to win the game. So you know, good on Houston for showing some fight and keeping it close. And LOL to Dallas for after being anointed the best team in the NFL, almost losing to the one ten and one Texans. And then just a fun they decided story. They wanted everyone to shut up about that. Yeah, I guess they, they they were like, we don't want to be talked about. We want to fly under the radar. The only I thing about the Texans sending that text about that I liked about the Texans was uh, Amari Rogers, who, if you remember, was a Green Bay draft pick last year, I think, uh, caught his first career touchdown in that game for Houston. And I just thought that was cool because Green Bay cut him super quick. Like He was like a third or a fourth round pick, and they just straight up gave up on him. Um, a team that doesn't have wide receivers. Yeah. So good for Amari Rodgers to get picked up and, and contribute in Houston. For sure. I was like the second life. Yeah. It's always nice to see Maybe that. we should get a third life for Galladay. That would be cool. Oh, back in Detroit. Because <laughs> <laughs> he won't have it in the on the Giants. No. He I, he's not getting buried. a third season in the, for the Giants, I doubt. Uh, Jaguars, Titans, Jaguars getting back to that whole swag wire mentality. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I, you know, I watched a little bit of this game and, and he's, he's actually getting to be pretty fun to watch. You know, he's slinging the ball around well. He's playing like a guy that was a first overall pick. He didn't do last year with, um, their, their coach. I don't remember that guy's name right now, but, um, doing better this season. I like it. The Jaguars got a bunch of weapons, so that's fun to watch. Saban? No, it's not Saban. Saban's no. still at Alabama. Yeah, I don't know. It was one name. of those big college. It names. was the Ohio State guy. I can't remember his name right now. Um, but yeah, and then for the Titans, they're a bad team. They're a bad team, surrounded by worse teams in their division, so they're going to win their division. But 
they will not win a playoff game. I will be utterly shocked if they beat whoever they end up playing in the first round. Which right now would, would actually be... Rather, I would rather watch the Jaguars. I know these two are the two in that division, and it's like, a, what is it, two or three games right now? Two games. Two-game difference. Yeah. I would rather watch the Jaguars in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. I do not have any interest in watching the Titans play at all. Like, if the Jaguars can actually pull it off and win that division and get in the playoffs, I would say they even have a chance to pull off an upset. But the Titans do not. Like, no. They would play the Bengals right now, and the Bengals would roll them. Yes. Rick says absolutely. he's highly disappointed with Green Bay. Uh, I agree. I'm highly disappointed with Green Bay all the time. <laughs> I'm highly disappointed that they're favored this week. Well. <laughs> uh what was what was the next game we were talking about? Uh Eagles Giants. That's an easy one. The Eagles rolled all over them. Uh the Giants, it's so the Giants. Just freaking falling apart. Yeah. Hey, good for the commanders. Uh Brick wants to know if I'll put money on a parlay against the Titans in the first playoff game for them. Of course. Yeah, absolutely I would. I will straight up just bet the money line on whoever their opponent is. Like that's to me that's an easy bet. I don't the Titans cannot win a playoff game. Uh yeah. They barely win regular season games. The Giants losing really helped the Commanders. The the tie now going back, it's like, man, if we would have just beaten them two weeks ago, we we would be in great shape. Um because this now this Sunday night game comes down to and I, I don't know the exact numbers, but right now both the Giants and the Commanders have I think it's like a 40 to 50% chance of making the playoffs. Whoever wins that game, their chances jump to like 86% and the loser drops to like 30 something percent. So mm. the winner of that game is, is in great shape to be the, you know, six seed behind Dallas. It's, it's prime time. It's, it's in DC makes me very nervous, but we'll get to that when we do our picks. Uh, Raven Steelers. It's too funny to me to look at their record and be, I'm like, Oh, there are still only they're still seven, five, and one. That's not bad, even though the fact that the, the matter is they've lost lost three and tied one in their last four, and they're still right in the thick of things. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they started off the season so hot and have completely fallen apart. Right? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Um. Next, uh, where was I? Raven Steelers. This was a stupid game. Uh, Tyler Huntley starts, gets the win for Baltimore. Kenny Pickett gets hurt. Mitch Trubisky comes in, throws three interceptions. That was the entire game. Who could have seen that? Yeah, you know, I really Trubisky sucking. I really wanted to root for Trubisky, and that dude, he's have given up. I, I wa- you know, we watched that game because the Commanders were on by, so I was watching Red Zone. That dude just every every pass he was throwing was to the other team. He's done. He shouldn't even be a, a backup at this point. He should be a practice squad quarterback. <laughs> Dude, it's it's mm, that's bad. Yeah, he's terrible. Is he starting this week or is Pickett back? I don't know for certain. I, I probably should have looked all that stuff up before. Uh... Dude, imagine Trubisky is starting, and to troll, I pick him up and start him in the dynasty league. Are you, you're trolling <laughs> yourself? 
like trolling you're, you're, you're trolling your playoff chances of just like <laughs> wouldn't it be hilarious if i just threw the game by playing mitch trubisky watch me throw yeah watch me throw this playoff let me just well, i'm starting out. desmond ritter so i mean at this point i have more faith ever. in desmond ritter than i do mitch trubisky there's that yeah, quantity of the true. unknown you know what trubisky <laughs> is uh no kenny pickett is is doubtful but they haven't named a starter so yeah i mean trubisky probably well, who's will their third starting. Mason Rudolph, I think. Oh, put Mason in. Yeah, they might. Or is he still recovering from that helmet that got swung in his head? Two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Garrett. That was oh, that was a crazy game. Dude, that was insane. Uh, Chiefs, Broncos. Chiefs got the win. They didn't really dominate the Broncos. This was probably the Broncos' best game of the season. They scored 28 oh, points. Which 100% was, yeah, That was the game. most points the Broncos have scored all season, I'm pretty sure. Um, Russell Wilson had a what, almost forty points in fantasy, which is the highest of the season. Yeah, yeah, that was their that was, that was the most points they they've scored all year, and and it, it cracks me up because it seems like they're gonna play just good enough to keep Nathaniel Hackett from getting fired, uh, which <laughs> you know, good on you, Broncos, I guess, but that dude's just. He's such a mess. You look at all the talent the Broncos have. For them to underperform this much, it's got to be coaching. Yeah, for sure. Bucks 49ers, uh, Brock Purdy fever, man. People are in love with this guy, especially after last night, too. Like, everything was all about he's the next greatest quarterback, he's the next Tom Brady, all that jazz. <laughs> um, which all, all I'd like to say is, does everybody remember Bailey Zappi from you know about <laughs> six, seven weeks ago when he was the, the next Tom Brady and the greatest quarterback ever? So, you know, just saying. Pepperidge Farm remembers. Yeah, Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> For the Bucks, the only thing that really stands out to me is the fact that this is probably going to be Tom Brady's first losing season and his first time missing the playoffs as a starter since 2002, which was his first year as a starter. Yep. So it's not been pretty. It has it been has. very forgetful. It hasn't been purdy. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like how you're doing the eye frozen thing. <laughs> My now. eyes actually started to hurt. I didn't. I wasn't even blinking. <laughs> I started to burn. <laughs> I was like, "There's gonna be some movement here." <laughs> Or I'm going to actually start thinking he's frozen, which would have been amazing time. I was trying. I was trying my best, but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't keep my eyes from blinking. Uh, let's yeah, I see. wanted Purdy for the, my... I actually wanted Purdy to be my playoff starter this week. Which but, is funny, because if you would have been able to play him last night, uh, he, I think he scored like 26, 27 points, so it would have been a pretty good outing. Yeah, exactly. Um, nope, not going to happen. I couldn't get my third... 49er starter to play on my team this this week. <laughs> Stop jinxing all the 49er quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, my bad, guys. Uh, Dolphins oh, Chargers. This game actually was kind of surprising. I think we both... No, I picked the Dolphins in this one, I think. Or did you pick the... I don't remember. One of us picked the Dolphins, one of us picked the Chargers. Um, I think I picked the Dolphins. But, man, Tua looked like ass. Like, just his worst game of the season by far. That was very disappointing. Um, for the Chargers, they they dominated. Man, Justin Herbert in prime time, looking good, like the Justin Herbert from last year. 
keeping their playoff chances alive. Um, you know, for the Dolphins, the last two games have been rough for them. They've got to turn it around. They've got to turn around, or, or I mean, they're not guaranteed the playoffs either. There's, there's still, let's see, they're the sixth seed, but the Patriots, Chargers, and Jets are all seven and six right behind them. So very easily. Yeah, there's a lot of teams right, right there. Yeah. Well, two zero at ten for twenty eight. Yeah, dude, it's like thirty percent. Terrible. Thirty three percent. Oh yeah, you were at work. You probably weren't even watching the game. Like he looked. I didn't see it. No. Terrible. It was very it was disappointing. Bad. Very disappointing. But uh, yeah, that's I, I, you know they gotta they gotta turn that shit around. And then the Cardinals Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> Where to begin? Oh God, so <laughs> ugly. Um, I mean, the biggest story is Kyler Murray's knee because mm-hmm. it happened so late into this season that it's now going to impact next season. And the biggest question is just how much of next year does he miss? Yeah, and and who's playing in his stead? Right. Because it can't – sorry, Colt, not the guy. So – they can they either gotta pick someone in the draft, like a third rounder, a fourth rounder, or something. They gotta do something. Well, and cause... and my belief is that they may be one of the teams to go after Baker Mayfield. Because if I'm not mistaken, Kingsbury um, also knows Mayfield. I don't think he coached him in college, but I think he's just like a fan of his. And and Mayfield's. He's not as agile as Murray, but he's very similar um, as far as like the the type of quarterback he is. So I could see them doing that, signing Baker to play nine, ten weeks. I mean, Kyler Murray's obviously going to start the season on the pup list, so he's going to miss the first eight weeks. But just looking at Chase Young, tore his ACL November fifteenth of last year, still hasn't played. So if mm-hmm. Kyler misses, you know, twelve months, he's going to miss all of next season. And that's, yep. yeah. So I agree. They can't just roll out Colt McCoy next year and because then you're basically pissing away next season too. And after this season has There's, gone so poorly for them, they need to compete next year. They have to do something to bring back the fans. Nobody cares right now. No, there's like nothing to nobody. care about. I literally was just thinking to myself that I, would, it would, I wouldn't be upset if they didn't play the last four games. The Cardinals. Don't care. Because I do not care what happens in those four white flag. They're just like, we give up. Yeah. Yes, it's just... I Well, and and the Monday night game originally, you know, we were we were going to make the trip. I, I took the time off work. Going to go to the game. Because it's Monday night. The Patriots mm-hmm. seems like a winnable game. But just the way this season's yeah. gone, we were just like, no, screw it. Like, why are we going to drive six hours round trip, spend the money in a hotel room to go to a game? that even if Murray had stayed healthy, there's no guarantee they would have won that game. And it's just that's just the way the season has gone. It's just been disappointment. Going to games live has just been – there's no energy anymore there's, because there's just the, the knowledge they're going to lose. There's no reason to cheer when you know in your heart they're going to lose. No, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was week 14. I think the biggest thing, just to, just to, this isn't game related as far as recaps go, but uh, 
Steve Keim on a health leave, indefinite health leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. We want to talk about that, too. And now, did you see the news about the offensive line coach that was fired, uh, Kugler or Kegler? Kugler? Yeah. He said that he's – I just saw a story here that says, Kugler requests arbitration for claims versus Cardinals. Yes. What is that even what, – what's going on there? So he's basically filing that he was uh, improperly terminated, whatever the whatever – the, legal term is um mm. because he he claims that he it wasn't him that harassed the woman in mexico city he says it was a case of mistaken identity naturally everyone starts wondering if people mistook him for kime because they look very similar oh God. and yeah. kime stepped away from the team the same day kugler filed his you know request for arbitration so I was just reading that actually before the podcast is now everyone's like, wait a minute. Is that why Kime stepped away? Because it was actually him. I don't know. I, it, they said it was health issues, but I hope the guy gets better. I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to wish him ill. Um, right. but I just want him to lose his job. Right. Well, my hope, and I think you were the one that mentioned, this. <laughs> I hope he's, I hope he's healthy and he loses his job. Yes. I think you were the one that mentioned this idea was that he transitions into a different role in the back office freeing mm-hmm. up general manager and then they can bring in Sean Payton to be both general manager and head coach. I'd love that. That's what I want to yes, happen. I, I would love that. And maybe this is the beginning of it, getting time to, you know, transition out and this is just the start of, of that process. But um we'll see. But yeah, I, I just I can't do another draft with Steve Kime. Especially when we have we're gonna have a top ten pick. And whoever he takes is going to be a bust because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Well, see, that's another thing I was going to say a second ago about those last four games because they would be more exciting if I felt like there was anything to watch for development in. But what what draft picks am I looking for development from? No. Trey McBride? He hasn't done anything. There's nothing. Like, there's nothing on that team that's young that I'm like, I want to see what they are. Yep. Because the drafts are so bad. Kime has to go. Yeah. The, him stepping down with, to me was like, I don't know what the re- actual reason for. And if it is health, I hope he's better. But whatever the reason is, this looks like we're going to get a new GM. And that is a good thing. I really hope so. I, I, I just, it's been a long time with Kime, and we, we don't really have anything to show for it. So I, it's, you got to make a change. You got to do something. Like you said, give the fan base a reason to be excited. Because right now it's just, those same old Cardinals. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's That'll be interesting to see. But All right, let's move on to our uh, Thursday night foreplay because I am very excited to talk about this. Hmm. Uh, I had four par- – this is the one I did for the podcast, so I'll talk about it. But I did four parlays, and every one of them failed because of this first thing. And that is Will Disley, who's a tight end that did awesome at the beginning of the year. So when I saw 14 and a half yards receiving in the game, I thought, well, that'll be easy. He got 13. Yep. He got he had a 13-yard catch, and he could not get to the 15 yards, so automatic fail on that. Christian McCaffrey, 40-plus yards rushing, easy. DK Metcalf, over 25 yards receiving, easy. And then I went big. Uh, for some big money with an under 25 and a half points, which uh, did not happen. So, 
Yeah, that was, uh, I, I like that. I mean, you got close, though. What did it end up being? 24 to 13? So, I mean, you weren't too far off. It was, yeah, 21 13. So it 34 was 34 points. points. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Nine points. But, oh, uh, well, I am proud to report that my first podcast parlay hit. This is the first nice. time I've been able to actually hit a parlay that I did specifically for the podcast. Uh, I went a little lower with my odds, tried to tr- so that I could hopefully actually hit one. I did the 49ers mm-hmm. uh, by one and a half. I actually did an alternate spread. I did under 51 and a half points. I did alternate total points too. I went high because I'm like, if they score over 51 and a half points, that'd be ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. uh, George Kittle, 40 plus yards. He got that easily. And then George Kittle, anytime touchdown. Hell, he got two. So I, yeah, uh, yeah I'm celebrating today because I, I hit my, my Thursday night four play for the first time in the season. And I actually, I sent you a picture of the other parlay I sent. Uh, I did another parlay, which was a dollar bet. The odds were plus 7,183. So I would have won like 72 bucks. And I missed it by two things. I missed it by under thir- or over 35 and a half points, and they got to 34. And Brandon Ayuk, 40 plus yards, and I think he had 39. So I was very close. Let's see, this would have been a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 way parlay that I did and I got 11 of them <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good that would have been That'd fun been nice. it wasn't a big bet so I wouldn't have won a whole bunch of money but it would just have been fun to hit a 13 way parlay <laughs> but I am uh, I'm just proud to have one week where I, I, I hit our, our Thursday night foreplay yep for sure that, so that was pretty the only... awesome I am mad that it wasn't me and it was you but I'm happy for you well haven't you already hit one this season not on Thursday. I hit one on su- Sunday for oh, the Lions. For some reason, I thought you had already hit one on a Thursday. All right, well, then I guess I am the first one. It makes me even more happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is like this is like a, a shattered all over again. I'm always the second to get everything. <laughs> oh, I was really wanting to be the first. Well, you're in first place for our picks, my friend. There's that. So let's move on to the Week 14 preview. First, we'll talk about the Week 13 results, which saw Richie going a very paltry 9-3. and three. feel real bad for you on that one. You know what upsets but, me the you most You tried that your best. Is that it was the Cardinals that screwed me twice because they were I picked them as my bonus because they were at home. I wasn't there, and they only win at home when I'm not there. So my logic <laughs> was flawless, uh, but then Kyler Murray <laughs> tore his ACL. So... They cost me. I would have been eleven and three if they would have won that damn game. Which is insane. Would you have been eleven and three? You would have been eleven and two. Oh yeah, you would have lost. I would have been eleven and two. Yeah. Yeah, the same record as me then. No, because you would have been twelve and one. Because you picked the Cardinals too. Oh yeah, there you go. See, so. I'm just mad. It was waste, waste of a pick by picking the Cardinals. Next, this time I'm just going to pick the Chiefs over the Texans or some bullshit. <laughs> Something easy. Yeah. Um, going off that, uh, I was 11-2 and two and hit my bonus. So I picked up two more games on Richie, which puts the season score at Richie. 120 wins. 
to 71 losses and me at 123 wins to 70 losses. So I have one less loss and three more wins. I like I like where we're sitting. I'm at, I I'm 63% with my picks and you're 64%. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, did you do the dollar per pick uh bet? On Sunday? Uh, you asked on Sunday, and I was all I could think to myself was, gosh, dang it. So you did Because 11 and 2, well, sorry, yeah. it would have actually been 10 and 2. But 10 and 2 with dollar picks on the money line would have been a, a good chunk of change. I, I did mine, and I actually I, I won all the ones that I won, so I won nine of them. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I think total I, I, I'm up like a dollar eighty or something with all those because you don't – I bet a dollar and then you win a dollar twenty-four. So, it's not really yeah. that impressive. But, uh, hey, positive money is positive money. <laughs> yes, moving forward. Um, all right. So, let's get started on the picks for this week and see if I can only miss two again. That would be cool. We'll start with the Colts at the Vikings. The Vikings are favored by three and a half points. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Well, I got you listed, so you go first. All right, that's fair too because now you're in the lead. I should get to go first. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I'm actually surprised they're only favored by three and a half. I can't even – I don't even know who's starting for them anymore, so the Colts then. Yeah, I think it's still Matt Ryan. And, I mean, they, they've played better under Jeff Saturday, but it's, you know, the Vikings need to Just win this game. Just got embarrassed by the Lions, yeah. so. This is a need to win for the Vikings. I, I think they I think they get the win. I'm kind of curious, like, what did who'd they? Oh, they lost to the Cowboys 54-19 last week. Way to go, Colts. Okay, yeah, Vikings for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if they played it close, I might pick the Colts, but they did not play it close. All right, uh, Ravens at the Browns with the Browns favored by two and a half points. Well, with Lamar Jackson not playing, um, I and I, I mentioned this earlier, I think the Browns get the win here. I think Deshaun Watson gets his first win in like two years. Yeah. Tyler Huntley beat the Steelers. I don't see him actually. You know, I don't. I don't see them beating. The Browns, who do have some talent, even though they're not having the best season. Yeah. Yeah, these. Tyler Huntley's only winning close games. He beat the Broncos 10 to 9. Then he beat the Steelers 16 14. Now you're coming up against a Broncos team, or a Browns team that, what, just did. Uh, they just lost to the Bengals. Lost to the Bengals. That's 23 10. I don't know. It's tough because the, uh, go. the Browns did lose to the – or did they beat the Texans? They beat the Texans. They had to have. Yeah, they beat the Texans. Yeah, so. Yeah, they beat the Texans 23-17. 27-14. You were looking at the Bucks. That was the Bucks game they – Oh, yeah, 27-14. Yeah. So, but hey, you, you can take the Ravens. we got to have some different ones. No, I'm going to take the Browns on that one. All right. Because only because they can barely beat some bad teams by a couple points. One of those teams is finally going to beat them. So, yeah. Uh, Dolphins at the Bills with the Bills favored by seven points. Bills. Bills. Even if Tua hadn't played like shit last week, I'd still pick the Bills in this one. Yeah, that's 
too hard to not pick them at home. Yeah. Plus, it's in Buffalo. Miami playing. I don't know what the weather. Let's see what the weather is going to be like on Sunday in Buffalo. I'm guessing cold. Uh, 33 degrees. Yeah. So, I definitely see. Oh, wait. This is tomorrow night, actually. This game's tomorrow night. It's supposed to be snowing and 27 degrees. Yeah. I definitely yeah, think gonna Buffalo be interesting. is going to win that game. Two is from Hawaii. He doesn't want to play in the, uh, the cold. No. No, he does not. So, uh, Lions at the Jets. Lions are actually favored by one in this game. This is a tough one because the Jets have a legit defense. Um, but Zach Wilson's back at quarterback. Mm. Oh, yeah, true. Look out, Zach. Yeah. I remember his last few games. They were terrible. He was, yeah, he was terrible. Um, yeah, I got to go with the Lions. They're just, they're playing so hot right now. Yeah, exactly. I will definitely take the Lions in this one. I'm not guaranteeing a win like last <laughs> week, but uh, I'm going to take the Lions too. Uh, Cardinals at the Broncos. I, I the do Broncos want to say favored. it's funny to me that the Lions just beat the Vikings by like, what was it, 8, 9, 10? And they're only favored by one over Zach Wilson. Yeah, like, I don't know if it's the defense that they're giving this to, along with them playing at home, but Zach Wilson yeah. is not enough to make it a minus one. Yeah. That's, or to only be favored by one. It's It's crazy. But, uh, all right, Cardinals, Broncos. Broncos are favored by one and a half, even though Russell Wilson's not playing in this game. Um, I am going to do the unthinkable and pick the Cardinals. See, I would, that's, to me, that's not unthinkable. I was actually going to pick the Cardinals. I, I trust Colt <laughs> McCoy a lot more than Brett Rippon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Brett Rippon under under Nathaniel Hackett? Yeah. Watch him go off. Yeah, I mean, I... It's just I, a Russell Wilson problem. Yeah, yeah, it was all Russell. Um, well, and didn't, Brett, didn't Russell miss a game already this year, Brett Rippon? I thought he played... Let's see what he, how he did. Yeah, played against the Jets, uh, and he was terrible. Surprise, surprise. I'd say the Jets' defense is better than the Cardinals, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I'm going Cardinals. I, Colt has, has played well when when he's, when he comes in, he doesn't play that great. When he's not thrown into the game. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, you know, I just look at the, yeah, the, the Broncos, you know, they've got Jerry Judy had a great week last week, but we've got D-Hop, Hollywood Brown, James Conner. Like, I just, yeah, I think the Cardinals. Trey McBride? Oh, man, Trey McBride. If, if, if the Cardinals don't win this game, I'll be even more pissed because they're, they they lost to Brett Rippon. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't remember there being a, a loss this season that would piss me off as much as losing to Brett Rippon. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Or Nathaniel Hackett, really. Yeah, yeah, that too. Nathaniel Hackett as well. <laughs> All around, I'm just going to be pissed. <laughs> Eagles, minus nine, favored at the Bears. Eagles, that's not even a question. 
<laughs> we don't have to spend too much time on this yeah. one. Falcons at the Saints. Saints favored by four. See, my, my problem is I need to get some picks different than you, or else I'm I'm never, you know, you never get the chance to. Well, who are you picking? Who are you thinking? I honestly, I, I, I want to pick the Falcons. I, I know Desmond Ritter okay. starting well, his first game. That's who I'm going to pick. Damn so. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're going to take the I Falcons, still I have the to take Eagles. the Saints then. So. I, say, I still think the Falcons are a good team. Yeah, they I mean, have... it's Desmond Ritter's first start, but I, I think they're, they're a talented enough team that he can he can win the game. But I, I got I to gotta pick something different. I, you know, I can't just sit here and keep keep having one difference each week i gotta i gotta swing at least this one's and... yeah at least this one is uh supposed to be, i mean the, the the spread doesn't seem like it's a close one considering some of these other games but yeah they uh, they're really favoring the saints heavily over uh over desmond ritter's first start but mm-hmm. uh, i think ritter can pull it out but i mean i'll take the saints they're favored by four maybe vegas knows what it's doing yeah <laughs> Steelers at the Panthers with the Panthers favored by three points. Uh, yeah, I got to go with the Panthers. I mean, we don't even know who the quarterback of the Steelers is going to be. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I can't go away from the Panthers yeah. because every time I do, they destroy whoever they're playing. Yeah, so. I can't. I like I, I can't pick different in this one without knowing if it's going to be the second or third string quarterback for Pittsburgh. So I got to go with the Panthers. <laughs> Cowboys minus four and a half at the Jags. Oh, man. I'm going to go the Cowboys. I really, I do think the Jaguars can win this game. They'd have to play an absolutely perfect game to do it. But I'm going to go with the Cowboys because it just seems like the most logical outcome. Yeah. I'm also going with the Cowboys only for the fact that they just scored 59 points. And their defense is ridiculous. Well, but that was so. that was two weeks ago. It was like the Colts. Last week, they almost lost to the Texans. So the Cowboys are all over the place. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I just, anytime you go for the Swagwires, they lose. So I know. I That's why I, I, I'm like, it would be a hell of an upset. And if I got, like, upset bonus points, I'd probably pick them. But I just, mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, got to go with the obvious outcome. But I do, I do think the Jaguars can win. It's not yeah. like in this next game where the, the Texans cannot win this game. <laughs> yeah, Chiefs favored by 14 and a half points yeah. at the Texans. The Chiefs. Absolutely Chiefs. The only way the Texans win this game is like the entire starting offense of the Chiefs all get like a stomach virus and, and they play all backups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that, if they, they're like... We're not going to rest our starters next week, but we are this week just because it's the Texans. Not in week 18. We're going to do it in week 14 or 15, whatever week we're in. Exactly. All right. Next up, you've got the Patriots at the Raiders with the Raiders favored by one and a half points. I'm going with the Raiders. I'm actually surprised they're only favored by one and a half. Uh, They've been on a little bit of a tear recently. Well, I know you probably didn't expect this one to be a different, but I'm going to take the Patriots. Oh, I, I did not. 
<laughs> I don't trust the Raiders. I don't care how little their terror is. Right. I think the I'll take the Patriots. That works for me. I, I mean, Bill Belichick, and it's Bill Belichick against Josh McDaniels. So my guess mm-hmm. is that Belichick wants to like show his, you know, his pupil who's who daddy is still. Um, but no, this works because I I need differences, so I'll, I'm happy. By with the that. way, the same ra- the same Raiders that lost to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's in <laughs> Vegas. Hopefully they're pissed off. They've had 10 days to recover. So let's, I'm hoping yeah. Josh Jacobs gets back to running for 200 yards a game. <laughs> Egg, Zach, Ed Zachley. Ed Zachadilly. He's a good guy. Titans at the Chargers. Chargers favored minus three. Chargers. I know how you feel about the Titans. Yeah. So Chargers. Nope. Not going different on this one with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. Because I'm taking the Chargers. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Just <laughs> <laughs> make you think. Uh, Bengals, minus three and a half at the Buccaneers. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm going Bengals. It's you know it's one of those things where it's like the Bucks could win this. You never know. Tom Brady could pull something out of his ass like he does. But at the Bengals, you're the hotter team. They're the better team. Bengals. They are on a streak, yeah. and I haven't picked them on all really on the streak. So I'm picking them now. Oh, and they're gonna hop on the bandwagon and, and tip the whole thing over. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're on the same pick there. So if I do, you're not <laughs> yeah, I losing know. ground. Giants at the Commanders. Commanders favored by four and a half points. Yeah. I know you're waiting for me to start typing, aren't you? Well, I I mean, I'm going with the Giants. And, and it's for one simple reason. I, if, if the Commanders win, I'm very happy. If they lose, then at least I'll have gotten that one right. <laughs> Well, I'm taking the Commanders because of the fact that the Giants have been playing absolutely terribly. They have. They have. And, and I want to believe that this franchise can can play in prime time at home and win a game when it matters more than, than any game has mattered in the last couple seasons. Um, and, and, you know, keep their playoff, not really just keep their playoff chances alive, but surge their playoff chances. I really want to believe we can win this game. Mm-hmm. I think we can. But, again, I like to I like to cover my bets. I like to cover my bets. That's why I also put $5 on the Giants to win. Because they're, they're the underdog, too. So, I actually, the odds were pretty good. Make some money. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. well, if, if we lose, I'll be pissed. But at least I'll have, like, 20 bucks to go... Buy a bottle of something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last game, you've got the Rams at the Packers, with the Packers favored by six and a half points. God, I want the Rams to win this game so much. Right? Yeah, I got to go Packers, though. Well, is Aaron Donald playing in this game? I'm not sure. Uh, Aaron Donald did not practice. So he's probably not going to play. 
I, I'm gonna say the Packers win, but I'm gonna, if I were betting the spread, I would take the Rams. Yeah, I, I think six and a half is a little overzealous for the Packers. Um, mm-hmm. And the problem is, like, if this was the Rams that had Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, and like, if it was the Rams that started this year, but just Baker, I'd be like, all right, I can see them winning this game. But when Baker's throwing passes to like Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell, and they don't mm-hmm. have Aaron Donald to stuff the run, I, I got to go with the Packers. But I, I and, and no offense, Brick, but I God, I want the Packers to lose this game so much. Mostly because I, I do want to see Baker win, and that would be really exciting. Uh, because also I want the Packers to be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, so people will stop talking about the Packers' chances of making the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate that so much. Every graphic on ESPN or Fox shows the Packers in the hunt at like four and nine. And it's just so (laughs) dumb. Like, yes, mathematically they are alive. But do you realize everything that would have to go into them actually making it? Yeah, Uh, that's a good question. Or five and eight, I guess. But they're, they're two games out with four games left. That's crazy. But yeah. Uh, All right. Packers. So what do we end up with? One, two. With three different. Three. All right. We had the Saints Falcons different. We had the Raiders Patriots, Raiders, Patriots different and the Giants Commanders. Well, so go, we need confidence picks here. Let's go Saints and Raiders. And I'm okay if the Commanders win tonight and you get that one right. <laughs> well, confidence picks, I'm going with the Chiefs because I, I, I blew mine on the damn Cardinals last week and fuck that. I'm not doing that again. So let's just go Chiefs. I really thought you'd go on uh, one we had different. So you got the bonus point. I'm not confident enough in any of the ones we have different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be great, but uh, like, I'm not that confident in the Saints Raiders. I'm definitely not doing it on the Giants. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Eagles as my confidence pick. Yeah, that's a that would be the next best one to take. <laughs> yeah, playing the Bears, I'll take that one. All right, well there All you right, go. So- We'll see how that uh, turns out next week. Last up, we've got our fantasy sleepers. To recap last week, uh, you had an amazing call at quarterback. You called Trevor Lawrence, and he was the number one scorer at the quarterback position last week. Let's go. I got something right. Very nice. Uh, I picked Tyler Huntley, and he scored seven and a half points. So, whiff. (laughs) <laughs> running backs I went with Dota Foreman because Seattle was 31st against the run I was correct Carolina ran all over them uh, but Chuba Hubbard got the touchdown just picked so, the wrong one yeah Chuba yeah. finished 10th and Dota Foreman got 8.5 points you picked Samaje Pirine he finished 25th but he was projected 36th so I'm giving you the win because he finished 11 points higher than he was projected yeah, let's go. Uh, receiver, we both sucked. You had Devin Duvernay, who scored zero. And I picked Garrett Wilson, who was the 14th projected wide receiver, and he dropped all the way to 29th. So, womp. Uh, tight end, you picked Brock Wright, who also had zero points. So you were dead on on quarterback, and then you picked a wide receiver and tight end that got nothing. 
No, nothing. Yeah. Just did absolutely garbage. And then I picked Hunter Henry against Arizona because the Cardinals suck against tight ends and have for, you know, 10 years. He was the 19 projected tight end, finished 10th, so I consider that a win, top 10. You know, the funny thing is, he scored like 10 points and was top 10 as a tight end because that's how terrible that position has gotten. Pathetic. Oof. Uh, moving into week 15, I'm going with Daniel Jones as my quarterback because the dude always plays well against Washington. Two weeks ago, he scored, what, 24 points. He's the 24th projected quarterback. I, I mean, the guy, he's going to finish higher than that. I don't. That's pretty low. He, he runs on us. He'll throw at least one touchdown. Um, so I'm going with Daniel Jones. It looks like you have taken Zach Wilson against the Lions. Should be, I have. Should be a shootout if Zach Wilson can get the ball to his receivers. <laughs> uh, yep. He's projected 14th. That's nuts. Yes. Yeah, that's insane that he's projected that much higher than Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's so weird. Um, for running back, I'm going to go with Miles Sanders playing against the Bears. Chicago's 28th against the run. He is the 13th projected running back. I, I think he he went off massively last week. Um, I think as the, as the weather cold gets colder, it looks like they're going to run the ball more. So I think Miles Sanders has another good week. And you are you are going with Brian Robinson for the Commanders on Sunday night. I like that. I, I thought about him, but I didn't want to pick somebody on my own team and jinx them. So thanks for doing it for me. <laughs> uh, I got you. The Giants are 24th. Uh, or Sorry, Brian Robinson is the 24th projected running back. And he's been... He's been getting used a lot more, too. Like, he's starting to become a, um, a workhorse guy for us. So, I hope you're right on that. Wide receiver, I'm going with Chris Olave. So, I guess it works out that I picked the Saints. Um, Atlanta's 27th against the pass. Olave's the 22nd projected receiver. He's the top target in New Orleans. And the only problem is going to become if, if Desmond Ritter can't score points, then the Saints won't have to throw. But hopefully the Saints win this game so I get that pick right and my Chris Olave scores some points you're going to go with Mike Williams for the Chargers who's the 19th projected wide receiver I like that I believe that dude he's I having believe. a good year he started off slow this year he's, he's been hurt a couple times but um, good game last week and, and I think uh, I think he's can continue to be a big part of that offense and for tight end I am going with uh, Chigozim Okonkwo. Let me ask you, Excuse do you me. know what team he plays for? I know what team. He plays for the Titans. Uh, he is a rookie tight end. He has 31 points in his last two games. I know that because I picked him up in a fantasy league, and he has done very well for me the last two weeks. Uh, he is the nice. 16th projected tight end, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride Okonkwo. I... I I think I picked him up in our Dynasty League, too, because he is a rookie. So um, I'm going to stick with that. And you are going to go with Cade Otten, the 21st projected tight end for the Bucks against the Bengals. They definitely should have to throw to keep up with Cincinnati. So that is a, a good one, especially projected. And they're apparently ranked 22nd against tight ends. So. Yeah. Well, and him being Cade the Otten 21st. does well. Kate Otten does well. He's played well the last few games. Yeah. And to be the 21 ranked against a team that doesn't cover the tight end well, 
I'll take it. To finish higher than 21 as a tight end, all he needs to do is score like six points at this point. Like the whole tight end position is For just real. garbage. And his last games, he's had seven or eight points and 14 and a half points. Yeah, so there you go. He'll be top 10 if he scores 14 points. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Yep. That is, uh, that is the podcast for this week. We've got games tomorrow, even pretty exciting. We got some Saturday. I know, tomorrow. right? I'm going to be playing some, uh, Saturday night foreplay. Let's go. Do you work tomorrow night? I don't. Oh, nice. Yeah, we'll be able to watch the game and text. And yeah, I think uh, I think I will because that's Miami Buffalo too. That's a good game to do a, a foreplay on. Well, there's three games tomorrow. Right, but I mean Saturday night is the Miami. Oh, Buffalo. Saturday night. Yeah. Okay. Are oh, you that's whoo. Yeah, that's what I mean. Are you now? Are you going to do a, a, a parlay? For each game, or you want to just do one for the Miami Buffalo primetime game? I'll do one for that, and then I'll do a parlay of my pick winners from this podcast. Oh, there you go. That's so, like a, a three leg parlay with our three t- picks from this week. I like that idea. I think we had three, this three, same three for the the game. We did, and, and they're they seem pretty obvious to me. Vikings, Browns, Bills. I mean, the Browns and Ravens, the only one I can really see going, going South. If Tyler Huntley pulls it out, but oh, I like that idea. I think I'll do the same thing. And then, yeah, we'll do a, we'll do a special edition of the, of the four plays, a little Saturday night foreplay. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're not restricting ourselves to having foreplay on Thursday. You can have foreplay whenever you want. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out. I saw a lot of new uh, listens this week on the podcast on uh, last week. So thanks to everybody that is new or listening. Tell your friends about us. Come hang out with us on Twitch at Coffin Corner Podcast. And, uh, yeah, we're here every Friday doing the the thing. Doing the thing. Find us on YouTube's uh, Twitch Twitch. Twitter. TikToks, all those things. Twitter, Coffin Corners, all that stuff's right there on your screen. So come hang out with us and come enjoy some uh, some friendly couch banter, I'd call it. <laughs> <laughs> Having some, uh, some good times with football. But uh, thanks for coming here this week, and we will be back next week for episode 19 to see how we did, see if maybe Richie can uh, catch up a little bit. But if you don't have anything else, Richie... That's all I've got. I just uh, I do want to say thank you for those that, that joined the live stream on Twitch and and you know chatted with us. I I was uh, trying to be more active reading the chat. Thanks for the tip, Brick. Uh, you know, <laughs> I just got I, I love them. I just gotta give them shit. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining in. Join our Discord. Uh, you know we're not super active in it, but but we we will be if we get more people in there. Yeah, for sure. I have it on, so I hear. I see when people uh, message in there, whenever they do. So that was Discord.me/slash Coffin Corner, and uh, yeah, go check it out. So until next week, uh, enjoy your football and enjoy your fantasy football season starting this week. Playoffs. So hopefully starting. you're doing well. Playoff season. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> but until then, we'll catch you next week. Adios, my amigos. Bye, everyone.